0: Welcome to Full Metal RPG. This is this is Richie Buzzkill. Uh, here is a solo mission uh, tonight. Uh, I figured I, there was some things on my mind, the things I've been doing. Figure I'd ask the patrons to give a little questions. We'll give, we'll go through all this and see maybe a state of full metal RPG. Uh, yeah, we'll see if we can have a little uh, conversation, a little thought. From myself to you so if you uh, have any reactions please uh, come on the discord hit me up on all the things Um, love to hear you from you so first of all I've been sort of thinking about running a sci-fi game and this is sort of one of those things that's it's been sort of driving me to look at different systems over the last uh, six months or so uh trying to trying to come up with what uh, what i want to do originally i was thinking about running star trek adventures but uh, i'm still hesitant to run anything with kind of the military structure that you know, starfleet would require now admittedly it's very loose and going rogue is sort of uh de rigueur, uh for a lot of that but uh, and i'm sure that they have i haven't read it yet but i'm sure they have systems kind of in place uh for that sort of work but really what gets my uh thoughts bubbling is kind of the expanse right and that's probably for a couple reasons one it's more of a hard science fiction now there are some things about the expanse that are Uh, out of our understanding of physics, but nothing is, like, truly impossible. Um, And I thought maybe, you know, and and from what the rumor I always heard is The Expanse was based upon uh, a role-playing campaign that the the authors uh, had run. Well, that sort of always kind of tingled my brain and i i really really enjoy the show and i miss it uh and there are good reasons why they ended it um but i thought i might start with looking at the original the og traveler system as as something i mentioned this to some people and they're like oh well uh, they really liked it but um, I'd never interacted with them as nothing anybody had ever like uh, put in front of me or I've never actually gotten a chance to play it so uh, I got the traveler book the the basically kind of we'll call it like 1.5 they collected the initial pamphlets into the traveler book and I started reading it, and I really, the tone is very interesting uh it's more of a like what if rome was in space kind of feel now it doesn't you know it doesn't do that as much as when you you look at 40k or some of these other like very you know but it it kind of even says that in the kind of introduction is it it's supposed to feel like this kind of like uh you know that they don't have um communications take time and, and, and your travel traveling takes weeks and it's supposed to be this and all the characters have been conscripted in one way or another, uh, before you start playing at least originally. And then eventually they kind of expanded to have more civilian options. But initially you have these kind of, uh, military backgrounds before you, before you retire and become a character, right? and so i i said sure i i looked at the character creation. it's very interesting you can die in this character creation like every time you so you like i said everyone is conscripted or enlisted uh you then go ahead and every term of service you would try to re-list, but you basically um have a chance of dying every time you roll these dice which is an interesting choice and and they even say that there's a little controversy in there and you could you could switch to being harmed in some way some permanent way if you roll that but we uh my the saturday night crew shout out to Nolan and Showalter and kayla and you know woodfin and bill uh, we we decided I was like, oh, let's just run character creation, and see what kind of characters come out of this. how evocative these characters were and and we did that, and uh there were some interesting outcomes I mean, but it, it 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 didn't really it didn't create really that interesting a character, really, and then. I started reading the skill section for this. And now I I know that, you know, we modern games have these like stat plus skill plus plus D, D something, right? Or percentile roll under. So this is before kind of that was a thing. There's a target you're rolling generally 2d6 and the target number is generally eight. But sometimes having a skill doesn't give you any bonus to that role. Sometimes it just allows you to make that role. Like you would instantly fail if you were not skilled in that thing. But it varied from skill to skill. And as I read deeper into it, I felt like it was so overwritten. And it was so... It it, it was one of those things where like I... To run it properly, I feel like you would have to almost read it like the Bible. Like where those people that are devoted to reading a a text every day and trying to parse some section of that text in order to fully understand what... and get meaning out of that section for themselves. Like, you're not necessarily... good. They didn't write... (laughs) They didn't really write that section... With the intent of maybe having a rule in it, but there was some kind of intent that they wanted to give you like it, it is kind of an err game, but it's it tends to want to give you more or less than you would ever need. And when we went, I was like, well, I mean, they had a few hundred thousand credits and they were like, oh, well, maybe you can buy a ship for this and and started looking around and there was no table with the cost of ships and 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 then I started looking at the rules to create ships and like how to finance ships and 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 eventually after you know we're talking and I'm looking up and I'm searching the internet. The internet there's no chart on the internet for this. And I was like I, I eventually found out how much these ships were and the the cheapest one was like twenty million credits. So they didn't even have a down payment for a ship which means as player characters they're just going to steal a ship right but it doesn't even state that in the rules like how do you How do you, they get they got like tickets on flights you could you could just kind of start there and see if you could roll into them getting a ship but it really felt like, as a Game Master, I would have had to have bequeathed something to them in order to kind of get the feel. Or I would have said, they're all, like on The Expanse, they're all on a mining ship. or They were all merchants. They they all got the same service. The merchant marines, or whatever you want to call them. And I would have had to have given them the opportunity to steal a ship and then deal with the consequences which is a fine story and but it felt like there was it, the story wasn't of my choosing as the game master the story was coming from this kind of void in what i read now I of course didn't read the whole book because it was just I my eyes started to glaze over as I started reading this book. Like I said, it would I had to I almost had to read in sections and kind of like ponder what was going on there. So, I've kind of moved on from the idea of traveler. Now, Maybe I come back to Mongoose Traveler, one of the later versions uh, at some point, just to check it out, right? Because I think there's some really cool seeds here, but when you have travel that's based on the square root of certain variable numbers and hexadecimal character uh, stat arrays, it's written for a very particular... Particular audience that I think still exists there's a small audience that still exists, but it was very particular time in the you know when People had we people had time to deal with this sort of thing. So I Have kind of moved on from there Um, I think I would like to try there's there's I went and I found that there was an expanse uh, RPG and we'll talk more about. will I'll, I'll talk more about um, kind of licensed games here in, in a little bit. But uh, um, I'm going to try and really dig deeper on Death in Space, which is the newer a newer game from uh, Stockholm Cartel. Um, you know, to see if that's this feeling. While I, I think I should be getting the, the Expanse uh, book here pretty soon. Um, and that that's sort of where I'm at right now. Like, yes, I have other... I mean, I could run it in Cyberpunk. I could run it in any, you know, Savage Worlds or anything else. But I kind of just want to see if I could find a system where it was, like, supporting what I wanted to do as opposed to try and like um just wing it as much as I normally do. Because a lot of times when I'm running, like I'll get something down and then I'll close the book and I'll just wing whatever the next thing is. And and I think that's to me it fits my style and I'll still have to do that for because there's no way I'm gonna be sitting there at the table and like flipping through the pages and trying to get uh something from uh from that you know kind of but i would like to say have some of this stuff already figured out for me it's 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 just a different flavor than what i've been running So that's kind of like where I'm at with that the science fiction game. I want to do that uh, more readily, Uh, and I I really have this like deep need to kind of run something different than than you know the the old fantasy games. I mean, I loved running Morchborg, Cyborg. I'm I'm looking forward to. Uh, getting the physical book and uh, maybe playing some more. But that's a very specific type of story. I mean, you can play science fiction anywhere, right? You can play fantasy anywhere. You know, like Star Wars is fantasy, really. But it's wrapped in this veneer of science fiction. And, you know, I do like a Reese Cup, you know, delicious, delicious Reese Cup. So that's where that's at um also you know another sirenite uh paul shout out paul uh decided he wanted to create DD characters a little different and he's he decided to try and mix speaking of chocolate and peanut butter mix fiasco and dungeons and dragons now you may think well that's a weird chemical concoction but I think the the way that you do this is and the way it is in character creation so trying to use the character creation engine of fiasco to create situations because let's be honest most d characters they end up being this very like blank slate or very informed by the fiction you the world building fiction as you go along or you've they've read in whatever setting book but in this you're creating these connections between and and they have the the kind of like bond system in fifth edition but it's kind of weak like there's nothing it's not it doesn't have a lot of teeth it doesn't have a lot of like really interesting it's a suggestion right and it's the same with fiascos fiasco or all role-playing prompts are really suggestions but when you when you're dealing with uh you know these kind of more spicy spicy interactions and 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 wants and needs and versus the backgrounds and the flaws and stuff uh, flaws and bonds from d d d has a very it's a very flat feel for the character background like it doesn't give you any kind of like there's no hooks it's just very flat where fiasco is all hooks the whole thing is a bloody hook uh every single table and chart the way these are written and this um i think we did the fiasco character creation before we're going to make characters. So next week we're going to actually play these characters. Uh, He tried it where he, they made characters and then with some in person did some character create uh, this fiasco after that. And I, he, you know, I think he tried it both ways. I, I think to me, for my money, I'd much prefer to do the fiasco part first and the dnd part second and we'll at some point we'll have paul on here and maybe if you know after the experiment's over to really deep dive on what that how that went for both groups um that's always one of my favorite because I, I love science so I, I feel like doing the uh doing the experiment twice at once is always an interesting um well experiment i i did this once with a cyberpunk 2020 game i was running two cyberpunk 2020 games where i started with the exact same seeds the exact same neighborhoods i ran both uh both groups through this and it led to completely different places um and that was really quite uh quite enjoyable it was it was like and and i could use and and i did cross pollinate this is not a perfect scientific experiment obviously because people are involved and i'm not a true scientist right i don't have a control group uh but i you know it was interesting kind of like which direction each group kind of went to and 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 where the end of each um party led um so yeah, that was kind of um, that was fun. Uh, let's let me go with I asked the patrons like I, since I'm doing this solo show if they have anything they would like to r- like me hear me ramble on about, and a f- few of them took up took me up on that. So the homie Mike Marines, one of one of the one of the best uh, bus OGs here in town uh asked uh he's been hearing a lot of good buzz regarding the one ring second edition right but how how about hits and misses with well various ip license ips as translated rpgs and and i think as someone whose first rpg was west end star wars second edition I have a long history of of loving and hating uh you know IP based RPGs. So uh I love West End Star Wars. I feel like West End Star Wars saved Star Wars. I mean there's a lot of the new the new canon that depends on the legends that were created in the West End Star Wars books. Like it really reignited Star Wars at a time when no one gave a shit about Star Wars. Like the late 80s, like Star Wars was over, was done. Like people had enjoyed it. There was nothing new coming out. There were no books. This was before the Thrawn trilogy. This was before the 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 crazy amount of novels that was put were put out and and there's a lot of interesting stuff that was never really even explored in the in the novels or the movies or anything else that you know is being kind of subtly kind of put back and it's very interesting but that's not all RPG you know intellectual property RPGs right cuz you you have you know, I, th- I feel like there's two categories and, and you never quite know till you start reading it is there's the category that people are just like so big a fans, such, so, so in love with the original thing that they would have written this anyways. They just may not have made any money on it. Like the West End star Wars people, they were, they were clearly gigantic fans and knew what made star wars good unlike a lot of people that may work at disney anyways uh, but there are those like another one of my favorites which was the marvel uh superheroes from the 1980s yes it's too crunchy by half but it's still feels like a marvel comic book when you play that game it feels like a marvel comic book it doesn't make any sense half the time. Uh, some of the things are too powerful. Some, but that that's that's Marvel, right? The Marvel comic books have always been kind of like, oh, we're big and tough, and then something else happens and it shifts everything, and then you reset, right? But they have not been able to make a Marvel superheroes RPG that hits that hard since then. And I think that's really comes down, not that they weren't fans, and but I feel like most of these are cash grabs, including the latest one, where they had just the the wrong idea of how superheroes work, right? That they don't quite understand, and they always make it too crunchy because they're trying to get this wide variety of power, right? But they always make it too crunchy when you have this kind of like anything is possible is what the feeling should be in kind of a marvel comic it's it's just that intangible thing and and they have yet to hit it again i really feel like they're missing it like if you look at like the way uh, I'm the you know masks is built where there is no real death so much as like you know going out of the fight and there's emotions that it's more of a drama system than a than a hit point slug em up system and I think that's to me that's closer to what modern superheroes are it, is this kind of like it's really the soap opera of uh uh, is what is really drawing people i mean the fights have to be amazing but you can have amazing fights without stats right there uh, there's always but the amazing fight is almost always at least led up to or in part have some emotional content to it and that's more the modern thing and i'm 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 interested to see how um the avatar uh the air last airbender role-playing game goes and it's the same company as masks and i'm assuming you know uh, magpie knows what they're doing and they've, they've chosen their favorite system and i feel like that's going to be a thing that that will work but it it it's the two, it's the either it's a cash grab they've got or they're people that are in love with the IP and are willing to and understand it. Now, admittedly, most IP RPGs are cash grab because almost none of them are. You know the the these are not something that you're going to get right away uh, from a from. From a company that's the original stakeholder, right? I mean, um, like even Die the comic book. They 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 just recently kickstarted a, a an IP RPG, and that's based on the comic book, which was based on a game that they sort of fictionally designed for that comic book. So. There are some of these things that just kind of like line right up and then there are things that just you know never quite you know gel into what they should be like the marvel rpgs after marvel superheroes but maybe that's just the nostalgia uh you know nostalgia being a hell of a drug um kicking in so I think that there's, um, I think there is an interesting, there, there's a lot of more interesting IPRPGs coming out now than in, you know, there's the, there were the days of third edition and the OGL where everybody and their brother was just pumping out a D20 version of whatever the system was and to me even the star wars systems that came out during that time were kind of terrible i think keeping levels out of star wars is is one of my great uh don quixote like moments is like there are no levels in star wars it doesn't it it, it's keeping that anything is possible from in star wars alive right the lowly rebel pilot yes he's got like force powers but he barely does even know what he's doing and it can just it can happen the force wills it right that keeping that possibility alive is very important so i um you know every i think every ip i can think of has had a hit or an a miss um, some of them are still waiting for their hits, I suppose, but, uh, we will, I'm sure on a long enough timeline, we will get an- uh, another, amazing Marvel RPG it there. Cause they're never going to stop. Like <laughs> it's never going to not be that. So anyways, um, and then we got, uh, the, the homie wolf mungus, uh, he uh, he asks any new, any new RPGs or adventures on the horizon that you're excited about. And to be fair, I have not been seeing a lot that I'm super excited about. I I, I guess I mentioned you know Avatar: The Last Airbender sounds interesting. I liked the show, but I don't necessarily feel like I need to play in that uh world uh dot die the comic book rpg sounds very interesting uh meta to the point where i'm even interested even in a fantasy rpg but it seems like the golden age which we have been living through has sort of slowed to a crawl now we still have these these giant kickstarters that happen we still have, but it, it, it seems like I have not been hearing a lot of new, interesting things happening, and I'm sure that they're out there. And maybe that's just because I've not been looking, or the revolution has moved on, that I'm not paying enough attention to itch.io uh, releases. Um, I have plenty of them, but I haven't been keeping up on the latest um, things. So those are kind of, uh, and, you know, that's kind of where I'm at right now about that. And uh, I don't really, if you know of something new and upcoming that sounds really exciting, let me know. Because it, it just could be that I'm I'm in a bit of a, i'm in a bit of a slump or a bit of a i've got all the things i need what more do i need right now you know and then there's always more i mean you you know about my giant bookshelf and my penchant for collecting and that sort of thing so i would uh i'd like to know i'd like to know if there's something new on the horizon that i've missed um so, alright. And then, Noland, uh, good friend Dan, says, Solo episode? Solo games! Have you ever played a solo journaling game? Do you have any thoughts or opinions on them? And I do. I have. I played, uh, I played a couple, and... I think, and this is a discussion we even had on the, uh, on the discord is you have. I feel like you need to, they are what you bring to them. It's like the cave in star Wars. If you bring your lightsaber to the cave, it's awesome and weird and dark shit happens, right? If you bring nothing to the cave, The cave is just a creepy cave with a snake in it and by that i mean when you're playing a solo rpg it is what you bring to it most of the time i've played some of these kind of like osr inspired ones and it really is what you bring to it now under a bridge mentions uh, the best one i've played is thousand year old vampire i have not played too many and I've been meaning to pick up Thousand Year Old Vampire for a while now, you know, we, we, uh, we've we had many discussions of vampire on this channel, and I, I, I'm a great fan of the vampire genre, and uh, so I picked it up and I started reading it, and I was instantly hit with how good it was, and so I, I plan on uh, going through and, and doing that as an exercise of playing thousand year old vampire um if you would like uh me to maybe record some of that i could do so now a good friend of mine uh friends of mine over at game state already kind of did that you should check out that if that you can find uh, a game state thousand year old uh, vampire uh somewhere on youtube or rss near you but the, the the podcast I believe is over, but I believe that stuff is still up somewhere. And um it was really intriguing. So I think that it is choose choose your own adventures were one of my favorite books as a kid. I just devoured them whenever I could get a hold of them. And I couldn't get a hold of them very often because I didn't have a lot of money for the book fair so i only got to u- get them secondhand or from the library or whatever which to be to be fair books should mostly be gotten from the library because are you going to really read them more than once don't look at my giant bookcases of other books other than rpgs so i feel like it needs to be somewhere closer to a novel if you want more story out of it unless you're going to bring something to it a lot of the games i played if you didn't bring a a start bringing a story with you you were just kind of rolling dice and playing kind of a tactical game with against this algorithm that was the game which is fine if that's what you enjoy but it didn't compel me to really play that for the long term so that was where that's where I'm at on solo games I think they're very interesting I think it is a, a, a space that will be explored and I think I heard that there might be a podcast that's about solo games that might pop here up here and there sometime soon um, so that brings us kind of uh, to the end of the this the sp- The topics I had, except for one, which was the state of full metal RPG, and somewhat this is the state of uh, me, really, because uh, uh, everyone is sort of stepped back. I still have plenty of people that are volunteering to be on the show. Shout out to Alan, I really appreciate you volunteering, but I had some things on my mind, and I felt like since. It was a bit late i i'd rather just record this myself so we'll have alan Barr back on the show relatively soon with a new topic and something interesting from him always interesting when we talk to alan um so and and you'll hear a lot of hesitation from me on this but i've it it, it's it's been harder than i expected to do this myself and and i don't know what it was but it just having people to talk to about this stuff uh constantly or ha- having active participants uh really kind of uh helped um help motivate me or it was it was being i am always i guess i'm better as as a team person than i am myself but I seem to be. People seem to enjoy what I'm doing right now, and if if you don't enjoy what I'm doing, I'd like to hear about it. I'd like to know what my failings are. Um, with the patron, Patreon is sort of like continuing to kind of trend downwards in recent uh, months. Um, and I understand. I mean, it is. We are probably heading into a recession, so I. I understand that that uh, if you if you need to back off or uh, stop but you know it it does help motivate me to know that you're willing to give me a few shekels uh, a month of to um, to continue this uh, great uh, great work that was started by Brendan and Ben and Adam and uh c- continuing on with me and ashley and daryl and then me and then uh you know gabe and uh, gabe and malcolm also benefit you know benefit we'll have another episode from them uh, relatively soon i need to poke those two rascally osr gents and i really I really enjoy having them talk enthusiastic about things that they are enthusiastic about and then And that's really what our uh full metal rpg is about is 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 kind of finding those conversations and having you know like the back of the store enthusiasm enthusiastic conversations and and learning from each other and and growing and expanding and seeing where we can take this uh, hobby of ours role-playing games um so i have a story And this is a story that sort of has been alluded to. And we've sort of been hesitant to tell this story, but we had what I will call the most enthusiastic troll we've had. There, there was a guy who created, created a Reddit Based around full metal RPG. Now we're not reddit people. We're just not. But. He decided to start. Blogging each episode. And. I think. It was because we had banned him. From the Facebook page. That I think he was so mad. And in love with Brendan. Because that's my other theory. is I think he was in love with Brendan. Because as soon as Brendan stopped being on the show he went away and i i think he was so incensed by brendan's take on politics that he he decided that he it would take it upon himself to change brendan's mind and let me tell you that's not a, that is not an easy task no matter who you are <laughs> but why would i want to change brendan's mind but it was very interesting for a while. It was it was this thing where we didn't really want to feed the trolls, and there were some people from our our friend group who found this and kind of went in swinging. and I, I wouldn't suggest anybody do that, uh, even with the, the the being a dead. It's still on Reddit, but uh, it's it just frozen in time now. If someone was a fan of the show and wanted to start posting on there because reddit is one of these weird things where they don't like the care the content creators to own their own subreddits so i can't really do anything about this but if someone was to go on there and just start post if, if you're a reddit person not a discord person and just started to talk about rpgs in general and just kind of like anti-trolling as i like to call it where you just start doing the thing i wouldn't necessarily engage with the person behind this though we did figure out who he was uh i believe because we did ban him from facebook uh and we kind of put two to three to four together and figured it out but he and i'm assuming it's a he because i that's who we found on the uh on facebook but he spent a lot of time deconstructing our episodes in a a way that is you know very much the same old attacks you would get from anybody that was uh not interested in our outlook of inclusion and uh economics uh though you know i have different opinions than everyone else and we we can have social we can have proper conversations here on the show you just can't have those conversations in text like it's just not possible so it was just it was an interesting time last year when we were getting these like multi-page uh reviews of the show i mean honestly he probably spent more time than we did recording the show on writing this outline of what we were talking about and then trying to dissuade people from what we were saying but I I wouldn't say post on any of those epi- those posts but I I want pro you know he put our name at the top and I couldn't do anything about that and you know reddit won't do anything about it and I You know, I thought about leaving it dormant and I should have just, should cut this out of this episode, but I really feel like it was one of those things that's just been weighing over the whole enterprise. And so I just wanted to talk about it for a minute because I mean, last summer we were actually, you know, going on gangbusters and, and sort of at kind of the height of the new, the new era of the show and, uh, since then and and i think the world has started to kind of come back i think everybody's had more time to do other things so i think we uh seem to be getting um uh, kind of maybe maybe i'm feeling like i'm waxing in my enthusiasm a little bit uh and maybe that's just things other parts of my life kind of bleeding over and not having time but i still appreciate having patrons and friends even and the discord and i really enjoy having the conversations on the show i i'm always hyped after a show i'm always uh, really kind of having fun when i'm doing the show so i'm hoping that kind of talk talking more about some of the things that you know there's still some other things that i'd like to talk about but i need to f- figure out maybe write out what i really want to say about them because that was that was a bit of a ramble and i i really ap- appreciate you li- listening to this uh solo episode um you know if you want to be a part of the patreon you want to keep me motivated or uh, with even if you just share the show with one other person not i mean having you as a patron would be amazing you know whatever you know whatever you can do is great and i i can do amazing things like i'm i'm sending the patrons a set of dice each one of them that fills out the form that I linked on the Patreon or on the Discord, I will send them a set of dice, set of D6s I had custom made from Chessex with the Full Metal RPG logo as a thank you for keeping me uh, around in your life. Uh, because I feel like that, you know, people that listen to this show and really feel what we feel are really our friends. It's. I'm sure that I've interacted with a good number of you, but if I haven't interacted with you, you know, just drop me a line. If you want to hit me up at uh, full Full Metal RPG biz, Full Metal RPG biz at gmail.com. You don't like Discord? You don't like Facebook? You don't like Patreon? Hit me up there. And if you if there's some other way you want to contribute, let me know. And I can uh, I can figure that out for you. And uh, but if you just review the show, we haven't had a review in uh, since I restarted the uh, season four. So hit me up with reviews where you're reviewing. I looked around to see if there were any. There weren't any. Let me know how I'm doing, even in a public space, or send me a, an email. Um, Uh, Hit up the uh, the link tree to see, try out, look for, look at the designs of the T-shirts on uh, the T-shirt site. Um, I'm hoping to have another one here soonish, but uh, we'll see. So I really, really, really appreciate you. And if you ever need anything, let me know. Thank you. Good night. Rah. <laughs>